0: Hey guys, it's Belle. This is Go From Here. Welcome back. I know I've been offline for a little bit, and if you listen to the next episode, I kind of dip into why I've been offline for a little bit, so I'm sorry for being away for so long. I've missed you guys. I really have. I've missed recording. I've missed... If you can hear those birds in the background, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Also, they're cute little birds, so also I'm not really sorry. But anyways, I have missed posting and kind of feeling like I'm being with you guys, even though I'm not really with you guys, right, through the podcast. So welcome back if you've been here before. Um, Quick note, it's with Liza from Psycho Beauty slash Naked Tongues her and Sandy's podcast so if you guys have been here before you know what these episodes are like if you haven't just a quick warning about any sensitivity triggers or you know the topic we choose to talk about are usually kind of heavy so at any point it gets too much please 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 I won't be offended, I would never know, well I do, but that's besides the point when you guys sign off and take a break. Think of yourselves first, I'm just here to talk to you guys and uh, create a safe space. So I'm hoping that's what you guys get out of this episode and I hope that you guys are doing well with everything that's still happening in the world with COVID and all the other things on the news that I'm trying to take a break from. Yeah, she doesn't need an introduction, but if you haven't been here, Liza is a co-host of her own podcast called Naked Tongues, and she has her own business called Psycho Beauty here in Toronto. And she's one of my really close friends. I've known her since we were three. I met her... When <laughs> she was terrified of going into the water, when we started swimming lessons when we were babies, and uh, she's been in in and out of my life since then. And then we realized that we both moved to Toronto at some point, and um, here we are. So again, there's a warning for this episode because it does get kind of heavy. So please look after yourselves first. My episode will live if you don't listen to all of it. I appreciate you guys. I hope you guys are doing well, thank you for understanding and checking up on me for the longer than anticipated hiatus I've been on I hope you guys enjoy, okay, bye! So uh, just to start, oh my god! Like my experiences with the COVID grief and everything, it's it's been like this. Like it feels like a roller coaster lately, especially right because it's just like we we went out of lockdown, everything's sort of opening, like the malls are open, and then the cases went up. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> and then. Doug Ford's like, you know, I ugh, have to, like, I won't be afraid to take everything back. And I'm like, well, I mean, you kind of have to. Yeah. And then everyone started getting mad about that. And then, you know, every time I try to bring it up with anybody in my life, like especially my parents, I love my parents because I think they're just trying to protect me in that way of mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like, don't really think about it. in like a really sad, depressing way because it's sad yeah. and depressing, but I'm like, Every time I tell my mom like yeah we're all locked down again and like this is so sad cuz I can't leave my home or mm-hmm. whatever. And she'll just say like well you know you got a new job and at least you you're working and other people aren't working and you're not sick and then she you know freaks out and asks me if like I leave my house cuz she's like <laughs> don't get sick and I'm like yeah oh my god mom like you're making this kind of worse. <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit. Um and it's the same with my friends, right? Like I I try to Talk to my friends about it. Like you said, you talk to like really only Sandy about it because everyone mm-hmm. else feels like you're or you feel like you're being made out to be the pessimist about it.
1: Yeah, or um I I maybe I'm just making myself feel that way, but mm-hmm. I feel as though the dialogue is very one sided. Like I will bring up what's really happening, or yeah. maybe the you I guess you could call it the negative aspect. But I mean, this is a really shitty situation regardless of how you look at it. You could be as optimistic as possible. And and I get that. But at some point, you have to acknowledge how crappy it is. It's been a year. Yeah. You know, yeah. at some point, you can kind of be like, it sucks. We've been here yeah. for a whole year. Like, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but yeah, I, I kind of feel yeah. like maybe that's what's keeping everybody sane is just <sighs> glossing over it. Until they don't have to gloss over it anymore, and things are "quote unquote" back to normal. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, and I feel the same. That's why when I, I posted on my Instagram was just asking people how they felt, um, and if they had a support system that l- allowed them to, sp- to, to talk about it. Yeah. Because a a lot of what I'm noticing too, and and. I find is kind of taboo to talk about for some weird reason is like toxic positivity. Yeah. Right. And people are like, Oh, that sounds stupid. You can't be toxic, positive, like, like toxically positive. I'm like, yes, you can. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, like it's the same way when somebody dies and you're like, Oh, they lived a great life. Like I get that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. People just, it, this is a new thing for us, right? We don't, we all don't know how to react to it. So yeah. we're doing it as awkwardly as possible, and some people are facing it a little bit more realistic than others. Yeah. So, yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. How have you been like coping with it, though? Um, poorly.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <I think laughs> the majority of it. I'm just like every day. I I tell myself, I'm like, okay, like. I have to do things that I've read online that you know, right. like do this the the commute that you usually do. Right, my commute is downtown Toronto. Right,
1: right, right. So I'm
0: like, I can't fucking do that. Like, <laughs> I can't. I cannot. Um, or it's like move in your apartment and like go for walks and stuff. I'm like, if I did, I might bump into like a crowd of people and die or something. Yeah. You know, it's not. And I try to think positively about it. Where I'm like, I'm lucky that i have work and like you right. said like i i you know the the idea of toxic positivity for me was something that i easily latched onto because i do it to myself sure. i'm always yeah. like i should be more grateful and i'm right. lucky and all these other things and then i start to feel bad
1: mm-hmm. about
0: feeling what i'm feeling and then i get confused because in therapy my therapist is always like your feelings are valid and feel right. them right and i'm like but should I be feeling them? Because, I, you know, I don't want to sound ungrateful. I don't want to sound like I don't appreciate what I do have.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and the fact that, oh, the one phrase that I hate, I, I mean, I don't hate it, but I do, is every time I talk to someone who's like, you know, like, all of the lockdown sucks and, and mm-hmm. this sucks. They always back it up with, but we're all in it together. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but it still sucks. Like, even if we're, you know, as a community, we feel like, oh, I can relate to it because I'm not the only person who's feeling like this sucks. Mm -hmm. I'm still thinking it sucks. Like, it doesn't make it less sucky.
1: Yeah. So we also live in like this society where everybody thinks emotions are singular. And if you can only feel one thing, yeah. about everything, right? And it's yeah. like, it can suck. And I can still acknowledge that people have it worse than me. Yes. Or that I'm grateful. You can be grateful and still be like, this feels like shit. Yes. Like, it, people have to also understand that too. Like it, it's not a single, we don't live in a singular world. Everything moves at the same pace in different polarizing ideas and, and all that. So that's what I have started to notice is really conflicting with everybody. Is like, Yeah, You feel one way and they're like, I can't feel like that if I feel like this. Like, yes, you can. You can feel both of them at the same time. Yes. And that's normal. And I think the fact that we've been in this for a whole year, everybody thinks that the progression of this pandemic or how you feel is linear. Like each step is going up and up and up. But sometimes it's exactly metaphorically how our restrictions have gone. We just went back a step. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how many people are listening from Ontario or maybe even from Manitoba, but it's been very different. Like, we're all in this together, but our governments are controlling it very differently,
2: Yeah,
1: I find. So I think that was something that bothered me too, is, like, talking to people from Winnipeg, and they're like, oh, join the club. And I'm like, what club? Who wants to join this club? Nobody wants to join the club. Like, yeah. Yeah. don't talk like that. It's yeah. okay to feel... It's okay to feel how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be upset about it. It's a year. We've been here for a year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> and I, I feel like no one wants to acknowledge that we've been here for a year.
1: Over a year now. It's April.
0: Oh my God. Like it hurts <laughs> my brain to like just have to continue to think about that. But like it's 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 weird in a sense that, you know, acknowledging that we've been in it for a year is almost comforting in in, in mm-hmm. that way too. Just it's like. We we've gone through a year.
1: Yeah. See, we right? but we've managed, right? We're, yeah. we're still here. Oh, this is weird. I don't know. This happened last time, didn't it? When I was like, this is deja vu. Yeah, yeah. That's really yeah. creepy. That just happened again. <laughs> and we're wearing different clothes, and we're talking about something completely different. <laughs> That's so weird. um But yeah, it is. It is weirdly comforting. Yeah. Because we've been here for a year, so we've been managing our lives. And there was something that I read a couple of days ago on Instagram when somebody pointed out, like, um, it it almost triggers your anxiety to continue living the version of yourself pre-COVID during this time. Yeah. Right? Because you haven't acknowledged that the world has changed. Yeah. And you're literally forcing something to happen that isn't happening. Yeah. So yeah. I had to go that, through that, too, because I was, you know, having illegal gatherings with friends and stuff like that and trying to make it fun and, like, um, make it seem like we were outdoors and it was summertime and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And yeah. just like, you kind of seem crazy because you're in <laughs> denial, right? Like, yeah. just, yeah, you're in denial. Like, just deal with it for the way it is right now yeah, and just be prepared to adjust again, if things change.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, now that
0: you've mentioned that, how do you feel about everyone constantly? I mean, in my life are constantly saying, you know, when it
1: gets back to normal. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. It's a coping thing, right? Like, um, and something that I've, I've just learned in terms of just like going through uh, the way I think is very weird, so people probably won't be able to be like, why are you talking about that now? Yeah. But when you go through um, a death in the family or a progressive death in the family, you kind of sit there and you'll cling on to this hope that the person's going to come out and become normal. Yeah, That's kind of all what we're doing, right? It's like yeah. clinging on to this hope that things are going to go back to normal. We can all hang out with each other again. But it's still this sense of denial that you're just not dealing with. And that's when hope is like a double-edged sword. It's great because it keeps you optimistic. But false hope is like the worst disappointment to ever experience. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I get it when people are like back to normal. And it's like, I don't even know what that is anymore. Like I've completely forgotten what that feels like. And it's so sad to think about that. Right. And it's like the, I don't know if you're familiar with like this new popular term disenfranchised grief. No, but it's uh, they've we've mentioned it in psychology before. I'm sure like people who are psych majors too, like um, are familiar with it, but like, it's pretty much what it is disenfranchised grief. So it's grief that isn't acknowledged normally. By people. And that's what we're going through. And that's why when I was telling you there's an article, so Sandy had sent me an article um, from the New York Times and they pretty much wrote about this about okay. COVID and disenfranchised grief and what we're going through is all these like little losses that we're all experiencing, but we're not allowing ourselves to go through it. Yeah. You know, and we're just comparing our loss to another person's loss. And it's like, well, I didn't lose yeah. anybody and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I think what we're forgetting is that you don't necessarily need to lose somebody to acknowledge loss. Yeah. It's the empathy, right? Like, the one thing that comes out of us being in this all together is that we should be able to empathize with each other. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, maybe that's optimistic of me to believe, but... Maybe that's what this is, is, like, for us to empathize with each other. Like, we don't know exactly what everybody's going through, but we're all experiencing something.
0: I think it's it's interesting that um, you brought up empathy and the fact that, you know, we're all experiencing something at the same time. I, I'm just curious now, like, I, I want to kind of go over what that is for everybody, because, mm-hmm. so, I've recently... Have actually lost someone. Mm. Um, she was a mentor in university. And like, I swear to God, I think she saved my life when I was in university. Mm -hmm. Um, and like to cope by myself Mm
2: -hmm.
0: was probably one of the most interesting things I've ever had in my life because, you know, even if I was there, we wouldn't have been able to see her. Right. Because of COVID. And then um, the one, the few friends that uh I met through the program uh from her you know we're all apart from each other so it was just like a text or a phone call here and there and or like voice messages and it was just I couldn't talk to anyone in my life that didn't know her Mm -hmm. um except for the fact that you know I I had to tell people I was like sad and 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 kind of moody sometimes because Mm -hmm. I was grieving Mm -hmm. um but now with that idea of you saying like you know it, it would be nice if we learned how to empathize with each other because we're all kind of going through the same thing. It was a really interesting feeling to know that that definition is so different for everybody. Sure. Yeah. Right. And like, like for me, if I, if I were to say my experiences of how I've been going through COVID feels like everyone else can relate to it probably isn't true. Mm -hmm. So for someone to say, Oh, I totally understand what you're going through is is interesting when you start to talk about it because mm-hmm. it's just like I've felt like it sucked and like yeah. I hate this <laughs> and someone else could be like I mean you know working from home was actually really nice because I've always been an introvert or whatever
1: sure, yeah
0: um, but the loneliness part of that is what sucked and yep. then to try and empathize both ways and say like I totally understand where you're coming from sometimes when you don't want to talk about it but you say you understand where you're coming from is is weird in the sense that like no one wants to talk about what it is that they understand Mm -hmm. so then are, are we really emphasizing in the way that like we need from each
1: other i don't think so and i i've stopped i've i've stopped saying that I totally understand or I definitely get it. Yeah. Um, because that's also not what empathy is about. Empathizing with somebody doesn't necessarily mean you understand what's happening. Yeah. You understand their emotion rather than you understand the situation. Yeah. Right. So to say to somebody, I totally understand, it's like it's a trigger to be like, oh, do you? You went exactly through, yeah. you know, everything I went through in my life. Yeah. So what I think I would hope people could learn to understand and I think is the silver lining if you practice it and become aware is how to communicate correctly with people. Now yeah. um I stopped saying I totally understand and most of it is I hear you. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's really what people want to wanna want to happen is to be heard. Yeah. And I think by saying I totally understand, that's just another phrase in the the book of toxic positivity, right? Yeah, It's like a pacifier. Okay, this is getting too deep. Let me just tell you, I totally understand. So we not talk yes. about this. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's happened to me before. People would be like, oh, I totally get it. And then we never Go into dive into it. it. Yeah, yeah, Oh, <laughs> and you my feel, God. you feel so weird because you're like, should I keep talking about this? Yeah. Or are we done talking about it? Yeah. And I think it is, it is really good practice to be talking to people um, in a more candid way, and maybe even getting into discourse with people and being like, do you? Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. And I I don't think people should feel, again, I'm very naive when it comes to conversation, just because I've never, I'm not going to say never, I haven't, ever adjusted my temperature for people when i speak which is not the greatest sometimes okay so i guess it's naive for me to be like try to challenge somebody but right not everybody is comfortable with that
0: yeah absolutely but
1: i don't ever think if you're talking to the right people that they would be offended for you to be like you do like how in what way like i'd like to know yeah you know yeah. i i don't know it's just really a weird time you think you know what you're doing during this year and you get into a routine and then completely breaks because this yeah. is not normal. Yeah. None of this is normal, right? So yeah. we're all just trying to get through it. And I've talked about it before in, in our Mine and Sandy's podcast about just like <sighs> trucking through it and being like, I'm going to be the most positive person. I'm going to be yeah. here for everybody and da, da 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 And then what happened? You burn out because you're like, well, I'm not dealing with how I feel
0: yeah
1: right and maybe that's what everybody's going through is realizing they haven't actually figured themselves out so it's really frustrating to go through it yeah so the i totally understand is them just being like i should understand yeah yeah yeah
0: (laughs) yeah you know like i want to yeah
1: yeah but it's okay to not yeah like yeah, it's a lot of practicing. A lot of unlearning has happened in this year.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Uh, I think so. If if you take the time to. I, I've been talking to a lot more people who are very shocked that they had anxiety. Yeah. And, you know, had only just discovered it and are now seeking counsel or, or therapy or just reaching out to friends and talking about it. Yeah. And I think that's why it's been more important for me to be as transparent about it as I could, because I don't think I've ever talked to people about my anxiety and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think maybe that's what is kind of cool may not be the word, but to see like the people you thought who had it all together, realizing that they're just human, like the rest of us and we all have anxiety about what's happening and that you're probably going to be changed after this. Like you may think that this anxiety is just during COVID, but like yeah. your personality has changed. Your yeah. your perspective and your outlook has changed. Yeah. So just like recognize that and that that's okay to be a different person now. Yeah. Like maybe that's the growth you needed.
0: Yeah. And I think, I mean, I, I, I hope I have the same hope as you, but um, I am a bit of a p- pessimist and that, <laughs> but that's where I'm just like, I know it, it's difficult. I mean, I, fuck, going through therapy and like doing it myself, mm-hmm. I was pushing back for years about like, yeah, little, I know I'm changing, but like, I don't like it. So maybe I'll go back to who I was and that was easier and comfortable.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: I get it. You know, you, you start feeling things and you're like, oh, I'm seeing it differently and it's weird. So I don't want to acknowledge it and tell people I see it this way yeah but like I'm, I'm, I'm curious because like how are, how are you really coping with it is your support system how's that going
1: so if I were to backtrack to the beginning of COVID you know thinking that it was going to be a couple of months I was like oh this is great yeah I can focus on school because I was in my first year of school I was like this is amazing um I I can be a full-time student I don't have to work right yeah Lo and behold, it was the worst fucking time of my life (laughs) (laughs) to be stuck in the condo and to be continually schooling, but not knowing when to turn it off was very hard. Yeah, I was. I would say I was definitely struggling and just trying to cope. So I I joined like a twenty one day meditation twice, followed it. That was that really helped me um, just to quiet down my mind and like just focus on whatever I need to focus on. And fast forward to now, a year from now, I would say that I'm probably a lot more gentle with myself than yeah. I once was in the beginning. I think we all had this sense of, oh my God, we have this time, we, you know, this time that we've never had. So let's all be productive and do everything we can. And then you burned out like three months into it because you're like, when does this end?
0: Yeah.
1: Right? And I think this year has been like the craziest for me, just like vulnerability-wise, identity-wise.
0: Yeah.
1: um, And just recognizing that what I do know I don't really know yeah. if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, no, I get that. No. <laughs> you know, and that's why it's funny. Like, I thought about the first podcast we did together, and um, you were talking about, like, me bringing in, like, culture, like, Filipino culture and stuff like that. And it's like, there, but there's so much I don't know. Yeah. When I join like, these forums or – um, workshops and stuff like that I'm just like the, I only know the surface and the crazy part is there's even more people that don't even know the surface yeah um, that are Filipinos right so like <laughs> this is a long answer for the question you're asking No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's a very complex thing this past year yeah I feel like we've all been <laughs> um fast-tracked through years of experiences stuff that we're supposed to experience maybe once at like one at a time yeah 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 compacted into one year yeah so it is very overwhelming and I can understand why people have a lot of anxiety because there's just there's so many things being uncovered Um, and that's how I felt my anxiety hit so many mental breakdowns within the year yeah you know and you don't realize it. I don't know if it's just as a female, you don't realize you're going through a mental breakdown because you excuse it for like, I'm on my period probably. Yeah. Or I'm being dramatic. But, and mental breakdowns come in like various different forms. But mine was mainly, I think I was disguising my mental breakdown as just not knowing what was going on or what was going to happen but also not acknowledging that I had lost what I built, which was my business. Yeah. I never once spoke about it. I never once was like, that really sucks. Oh. You know, and I I never, but I kept denying that it even happened. Yeah. I, I, I was still actively talking to my clients, looking at videos, learning new techniques. So I never really coped with the fact that like, I opened up my business in October. It was shut down at the end of November. Yeah, right. And you have all these dreams of things that you were hoping to 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 do. Yeah, with it, and then here we are in April, still sitting here waiting for it to open. So yeah, it's very complex. Is how I would answer your question. <laughs> how I've been feeling is very. Very complex, but has also been the most uncomfortable. Which means it's been the most growth I've ever had in yeah. like, my 30 years alive. Yeah, like you can't, you can't deny what you feel anymore. Anyway, there's no distraction. Yeah, no. You just gotta go through it. Yeah. Yeah. So for the people that like were really are are similar to me, where we're very good at keeping it together. Yeah, And being there for everybody else, I'm pretty yeah. sure this past year has been so shitty for you Yeah, because everything you've been hiding has come out, mm-hmm. you know, and you're trying your best to run from it, but
0: you, you can't. can't.
1: <laughs> you can't.
0: Not anymore. Yeah. At all. No. Yeah. No. So it's
1: been, yeah, it's been, I, I wish I could be those people on Instagram who like record their bad days. Oh, I know. And put it on. Yeah, same. But I'm just like, how do you even do that? Yeah. You time, like, oh, I'm having a bad day. Let me put the camera on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But yeah, people see me on my best days, for sure. Nobody really sees me on my worst days. Yeah. And I think that's also another thing, too. Like, because all we have is social media and we're not able to see each other, there's a disconnect in understanding that when people aren't on social media there's a life that happens
0: yeah beyond that yeah yeah
1: and yeah. i've even had conversations with family members who discount celebrities feeling bad and they're like oh yeah cuz living in your house with a basketball court and da 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 is so bad and it's like wow you've <laughs> really forgotten the like the humanity and like people are all human yeah. we all feel things and you know we just because they have money doesn't mean they don't feel bad. Yeah,
0: like they don't feel sad or lonely. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But like, what are some of the, the things you've been hearing from like your friends and stuff like that in terms of how they're coping with it or how they're dealing with it?
0: Um, it's been on like the extreme spectrums of, you know, a lot of toxic positivity,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, which then I feel guilty to say, you know, well, mine's been shit. So <laughs> good, good, good for you, I think, you know, without yeah. saying it in the sense of like I'm being condescending and insensitive.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then they're the ones I, I feel bad because I can't be open I, f- I feel
2: mm-hmm. like
0: I can't be open with them about how I feel because the reason why they're so ingrained in their own toxic positivity is because the people that they have in their life is sure. the same yeah. way mm-hmm. so it's just like when they when they tell me like oh yeah like you know my sister's boyfriend caught covid and like he had to quarantine for 14 for 14 days or whatever but he's fine like he's not really feeling it. it's just he tested positive my reaction to it was like holy fuck like that sucks that's scary right like Like, he can't see anyone for 14 days like how are you feeling whatever which i guess is like my natural response to trying to be there for everybody yeah and their response is like oh, he's fine. Like, you know, he's just there. He's playing video games, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, but is he though? Like, do you really, (laughs) do you know how he is? You know, like it's that question. And then, and then I just stopped talking because I'm like, I mean, I don't really want to bring you down. Right. Like there's, okay, cool. Like, I'm glad he's doing well and he's playing video games for 14 days. That's fine. Yeah, (laughs) that's cool. (laughs) Um. And then I have the really sad ones where it's just like, not sad in the sense that like I feel sad for them, but like Mm -hmm. they're sad where it's just, you know, they have work like us and it's just, Mm
2: -hmm. they
0: are unhappy. Right. Right. But they don't want to talk about it because they're just like, I don't know who to talk to. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, everyone makes me feel guilty. And then when I bring it up and I try to be there for them because God, I always try to be there for everybody. Mm-hmm. And then I forget my own goddamn feelings. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, and then they're just like, and it's like this outpour of sadness and loneliness. And yeah. I'm just like, ah, I can't tell you that it sucks. <laughs> you know, I can't tell you. And 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 I I learned that the hard way where it's like, for me, for someone to say, I hear you,
2: mm-hmm.
0: sucks, mm-hmm. makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. But to, to have my friend say that and me go, I hear you, that sucks, doesn't necessarily like quote unquote work all the time, mm-hmm. right? Because it's just like, I know it sucks. Don't tell me it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so then I'm just like, I don't know like what to say. And I've actually learned to be comfortable saying that now where I'm just like, you know what? I, yeah. I have no idea what to say. Yeah. I don't, I, I wish I could say something new that feels supportive or sounds mm-hmm. supportive. Right. But it's like, I, I'm not in the same boat. Yeah. I don't know how that feels. Like, I don't know how extreme loneliness feels. I don't know how mm-hmm. it feels to like hate my job right now and mm-hmm. want another job, but I can't get rid of this job kind of feeling. But mm-hmm. I like, I don't know how any of this is for you guys. And that's helped a little bit in the sense that like, at least for those extreme side of friends, they have felt like, oh, at least I can talk to them. Yeah. And say how I'm really feeling because in front of their other friends or family, you know, like I've heard stories of some friends who would tell their their friends and family, like, you know, I am feeling really anxious and like Mm -hmm. all of this is scary. And I've had, I've heard responses where their friends and family were like, I'm so happy that you've kept it together for me. Oh, and I'm like, um, holy fuck. <laughs> I don't even know. What, like, And then my response to that is always like, I don't even know how I would react to that. Yeah. Like to have my parents say, I love that you're staying so strong for us would be like, so I can't tell you anything anymore.
1: Yeah. Like what um, does that I have to keep being strong right <laughs> like do i have to
0: keep up this facade of like like just because i mentioned how i feel kind of weak and broken right now mm-hmm. you tell me that all this time that i've been strong for you is mm-hmm. all you want from me forever like i i mean i can see where you are feeling lonely and depressed because yeah. of responses like that but right. i mean what do you really do at that point like fuck
1: yeah that's a loaded um response and i've heard that a lot from
0: my friends really really which is sad it's always variations of like you know i'm so glad that you know you're doing so well because we're feeling this way and then it's always mm-hmm. a response of um you know i'm feeling sad but you're keeping me uplifted or whatever yeah and i'm always like oh
1: cool yeah <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's very hard. But I hope that person has people to, like, sometimes you need to throw a fucking, like, this sucks party, like a pity party. Like, yeah, yeah. you just got to get it out of your system sometimes. And if you don't get two, get <sighs> yeah, that could be very lonely. And then it could also discount... Your loneliness, you feel like you shouldn't feel that. It. This is a very complex time for feelings. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I feel that sucks. That <laughs> sucks. I I haven't had anybody say that to me. All I've ever had is people saying, like, thank you for being there for me. You know, thank you for being somebody who's positive. And even that, sometimes I feel like is I get an imposter syndrome, you know, like, yeah, Right. Even though behind the scenes, I'm, I'm a pessimist. Yeah. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm crying all the (laughs) time. (laughs) I could be positive for you, but for me, it's the end of the world right now. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But it's so, and like I said, like life is not singular. You can be positive for people and feel shitty at the same time. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe I'm positive for people because... Honestly, it's definitely changed. There's a lot of people in my life throughout this year that I've recognized have been uh, had an amazing supporting role in my life. With just finally hearing what I'm saying and like actually asking, How are you? Yeah. Uh, How are you doing? Which I don't think I had with a lot of people prior to COVID because I was the person constantly asking everybody else, How are you doing? Yeah. And it wasn't until I opened up with, my anxiety and like really explained it then people were like oh she doesn't have it all together yeah let me check on that person so if I had a parent that said thank you for keeping it to like being so strong for us I would be like so that's your role because you're my parent yeah, and I'm not saying for everybody to say it in this way. That's this yeah. is just how I feel. If my parents had said that to me, yeah. I would just be like, but that's your role. Like you're the parent. If we're going to go into like expectations and roles. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're all experiencing this for the first time. So to expect somebody to be a, an anchor through yeah. this time. Yeah. Is I think very naive and very harmful. Like you said, like your friends feel alone. Yeah. Because of that. And that is so sad. Yeah. I don't know. I hope they listen to this podcast and like realize like it's it's okay to kind of feel a little angry for somebody to say that. (sighs) Oh, yeah. And not also not knowing what to say either. Like, yeah. I guess you also have to read the room I guess if that's not the room for you to speak about that stuff then it's not the room for you to talk about it yeah you can talk to your friends and I don't know that's why like for me um that's why I say this year has been like very hard and uncomfortable for me I've had to like let go of all expectation like um this is just like another thing I'm like veering off course but um In terms of being an adult, at some point in time, you will realize that at a certain age or a certain maturity, you and your parents are kind of on the same playing field Yeah. at some point. Yes, they are elders and they go through everything, but just like COVID, they are going through it the same way you are. Yeah. Um, They may have had different tools and experiences to kind of prepare them for this, Potentially, but at the same time, they had never gone through this pandemic. So to also expect anything from anybody at this moment in time, I think is setting yourself up for failure. So for me, this past year, I haven't really expected anything from anybody. I haven't expected anything from my older sister, my older brother, my mom and my dad, because I'm an adult now. I have to figure it out. I can expect them to support me, but I can't expect them to guide me through something they're also going through for the first time. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why it's funny. While we're all in this together, we all don't know what the fuck we're doing. (laughs) So we we can't really help each other, but be together in the fact that we have no idea what is happening. Yeah. So I think that's why people just have to admit you have no idea what is going on. Yeah. Yeah. As Filipinos do best, we just make a joke out of it. That's how we cope. You know, like this is a whole joke. Like you can't believe it's happening. Yeah. And I made like this joke with my girlfriends when we're like, Oh, we gained so much weight. And I'm like, yeah, but this is the one time in your life that it doesn't matter. Like every it's happening. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. Yeah. You know, and I guess maybe that's what it is too for a lot of people. Like if you don't have a comedic support system, yeah, it can be very lonely and it can be very sad. Yeah. If you can't find people, you can just be like, what the fuck is going on? And like make fun of the situation or yeah. maybe that's why people make a joke of Doug Ford all the time, because that's the only way they can express how ridiculous everything is. You yeah, know? Yeah. So I, I hope at some point, If you're feeling really, really bad about the situation, just like try to pull a joke, even if it's a bad one, like, or watch something funny, or... Design like a pro with Canva, a sleek, user-friendly way to create amazing designs with no, and we stress this, no design skills necessary. As designers, we are challenged to say the least. It's pretty rough when your vision of a clean, beautiful graphic turns into a wide-eyed stickman. But, honestly, we design faster with smarter editing features and access to millions of premium images to bail us out of every situation we seem to be eternally in. Give it a try. Canva.com Yeah, not, don't, like, bury how you feel. Yeah. Feel what you feel, but... Try to find some way to cope with it, I guess. I know.
0: I know it's hard to, like, explain, to feel how you feel and embrace it, but, like, don't embrace it too much
1: is what, like, we're trying to say.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Every day is a different day. I could be in the most amazing um, mood, be yeah. very motivational, very positive and productive, uh, like for a few hours and then I'm just like, no, for what? What am I doing this for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, just allow, your, if you have the privilege to do it, just allow yourself to just go through those moments. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like social media has been something I kind of let go of a little bit, which has yeah. really helped me.
0: Yeah, same.
1: And maybe that's a, a um, a solution for some people is to kind of lay off it a little bit and maybe dive into some Netflix instead.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, take a break for a second. Yeah, um, and because also for me, because some of the rest of the world is moving on, it bothers the shit out of me. Oh, yes, you uh, know, yeah. people traveling, businesses opening, and yeah. people just acting like this never happened. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just like, and here we are in Toronto. Potentially going into another lock, full-on lockdown. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I have a uh, I have a few questions now because you've um, obviously triggered more questions <laughs> the more that you talk. Um, so my first question lands on the support system, like trying to find your people I mean Mm -hmm. your people at this time specifically um the biggest thing the biggest pattern I noticed which is sad for me and I can only imagine is a little bit frustrating for my friends and family is that a lot of their support system have uh, like I guess like the mental challenges that you and I do and that Mm -hmm. they do So to have the responses of like either toxic positivity or like that whole, you know, I'm glad that you're keeping it together for us Mm -hmm. response, does not make any sense to them? Because it's just (laughs) like, I go through, you know, anxiety and depression or whatever. I know that you go through an anxiety and depression. So it's, it's, it's almost confusing for me, at least to have someone respond that way when, they feel a a variation of emotions, obviously, Mm -hmm. but it still conjures up the diagnosis of like, they have anxiety, they have depression, they have um, panic attacks and everything else. So to have the response, like to have um, (laughs) like the, 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 I don't even know what the word for it is without sounding incredibly insensitive, but like to, to, to be that person who can say, I like that you can push your feelings down for me when I'm the one who's also dealing with the same things that I know you do, obviously in in a different way, but you know, we're diagnosed the same. How do you like, I, I, I want your perspective on like, Like, what do you, how do you, like, oh, my God, how do you even, like, like, deal with that? And then, like, do you even want to find other people when the people in your life that you want to count on, that you think understand you the most, don't?
1: Yeah. I mean, hmm. you mean, like, dealing with somebody who's in denial about the fact that they have anxiety but they'll just like hide it with a blanket statement kind of like
0: they've they've I guess like that's the pattern that I've noticed that a lot of my friends and family who have friends and family who deal with anxiety and depression and panic attacks and stuff like that they they know that they have it but like you said they kind of don't acknowledge it Mm -hmm. so then when they're talking to their friends and family who they know have it, yeah. they also don't acknowledge it. And then yeah. it becomes this whole, like, we're all anxious and depressed, but no one wants to talk about it.
1: Right. Thing. So, in terms of my support system, it's very, very small. I have my husband. I have Sandy. I have my sister. I have another friend that I've become really close to through Instagram this past year. Um, And one other friend in Winnipeg who I've gotten really close to, and ironically enough, all of the people that are in my camp are people that I have helped during their anxiety that they didn't recognize was anxiety. Right. Um, So I think that's where my support system has become this, like honest and candid group of people because they saw me with my anxiety. Right. And so they know they can't hide it. Right. Um, So they've admitted to it and we talk about it.
2: Yeah.
1: I think it's really hard when you have somebody who, and, and this is what's funny is the last podcast episode that I, recorded with sandy and one of her friends ella and we spoke about anxiety if you ever listen to it as we go on in the episode towards the end she starts to realize oh my god i have anxiety yeah yeah. right and it's it depends on how much that person who has family members that has anxiety wants to open up to the fact that they might have it right i think Especially if they have been a support system for somebody else who has anxiety, it's hard for them to, I'm sure that person knows they have anxiety. Yeah. I'm sure they do. Yeah. But they also know you have anxiety. Yeah. They're like, well, if that person came to me for support, how am I supposed to support them? Because that's what happened to me. Not a lot of people thought I did. They just thought, oh, I'm just like very good at human behavior and psychology is something I'm into, but Right. Without recognizing the reason why I went into it is so that I can understand more about myself yeah. and about my family's history and my family's trauma and their anxiety. And it wasn't until I started talking about it that they were like, Oh, so how I've been feeling, she's feeling. Yeah. And I've been had to continually tell those people like, even though I have anxiety, I don't want you not talk to me. Yeah. Right. That I think that's been the hardest part is slowly seeing that people know their boundaries now. And so they won't talk to me about stuff. And I'm like, I'm totally fine. Like I'm actually dealing with my anxiety. So it helps for me to me helping other people helps me. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know if you have somebody in, in your camp that's like in denial of anxiety and you know that they have it. They yeah. probably know they have it and they're just hiding it right now. Yeah. But eventually they're we're going to like have a breakdown at some point. Yeah. I think and that so. sucks. And that sucks as like people we know, cause we've had those moments and you don't, yeah. you never want to admit you have anxiety until you have that moment. And you're like, yeah. well, I can't deny it now. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I'm having a whole on Like, it's not even a tantrum anymore. It's like, yeah, it feels like weird, I'm having a fucking heart attack. Yeah, and like yeah. this weird moment that you can't control and it's almost like an out-of-body experience and you're like, what the fuck is happening?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And and then you realize, okay, I've got to figure out something. Yeah. To fix this. Or I guess you can go back into denial and pretend that you don't have yeah. it. Yeah. But I, mean- I think that's why it's very interesting right now. Everybody's... Acknowledging the anxiety, if they want to call it seasonal anxiety, whatever you want to call it, to make yeah. yourself feel better. yeah, yeah. Um, we all have it. I think there's been a lot of traumatic things that have happened, not in just this year, but in our lifetime. I yeah think.
2: yeah.
1: Um, so to have gone through all those things and then also see it on the news, commemorate it every year yeah Right. like even 9-11 commemorating 9-11 every, every year yeah you have to be reminded of it every year yeah. you kind of have to question is it patriotic or is it also harmful yeah I don't know yeah. Right? yeah and I feel like that's what this time during COVID is going to be now moving forward is like remember that time <laughs> that yeah happened and yeah. x amount of people in the world died and you know yeah so it's I don't know. Yeah. That's hard. Right? Yeah. And I don't even know how I came across my support system. It just became... A thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And just the people that are willing to talk about stuff. Yeah. no, Yeah. I'm like, that's cool. So we can talk about anything. It's great.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No, it is nice. It is nice.
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, So my next question, because you brought up something else... (laughs) while you're giving me your perspective, is, uh, so what if someone acknowledges that they have anxiety, Mm -hmm. right? But when it comes to other people's anxiety, they, their response is always, I know how you feel because I deal with anxiety, Mm -hmm. but the way that they deal with anxiety is, uh, not to deal with their anxiety (laughs) so then when they're telling everyone else how to deal with their anxiety it's like oh it's fine like it'll pass it's like they'll you know they'll use the right trigger words where it's like i know it sucks and like oh it probably feels like you're having a heart attack or like you can't Mm -hmm. breathe i get that and then the response to that is always but it'll pass or like it'll get better and i'm just like (laughs) I appreciate you for, for what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Right. And I've definitely learned as a person who does deal with like a little bit more of a severe diagnosis of anxiety and depression, Mm -hmm. I can tell people that you're not helping me right Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Right. But for a lot of people, that's not the case. So how do you deal with someone? Well, not deal necessarily, but how, do you um like how in that situation where someone who has anxiety is now almost like deflating your anxiety because they think that everyone's anxiety is Is the the same same. yeah how do you like
1: (sighs) that oh (laughs) um I'm trying to think back to, like, some raw conversations. Like, so I've had pretty, probably say, I don't know, I've lost track of time. So maybe, like, six months ago, had this really deep conversation with my brother and sister. It was very, very heated, but also very necessary. Yeah. Um. And our family, we're, we have been conditioned to be very passionate when we speak. So it, to everybody else, it sounds like, a fight and yes. i guess maybe it is but <laughs> to you guys yeah for us that's our way of communicating that's necessary i think
0: yeah
1: and we had a very interesting discussion about you know my dad's addiction and and how as kids we started talking about all of our perspectives and da 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 but we weren't hearing each other yeah we were just talking about it and almost instantly became a competition um who experienced it worse yeah and at the end of the day it made me realize like the degree of how we feel about anxiety also doesn't matter it's not a competition at the end of the day so for somebody who is in denial okay for somebody who is dealing with it's still that toxic positivity. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I'm happy that y- you even are able to say to somebody like you're not helping. Yeah. Because I yeah. think that's a huge step because a lot of people would would not be able to say that. Yeah. And the reason why I brought up the conversation with my siblings is I had to say that. Yeah. And I had to pretty much say, you know, I just said X, Y, and Z and how I felt and none of you responded to it. Yeah. And so I was pretty much like, you have no idea what I've been through. Yeah. And it became, I think, a a gear changed in their head. Yeah. When I said it, because I, I had to explain from a perspective of I'm the youngest. So I've had to watch you guys experience what was happening. But you never have to look to me to watch how I'm experiencing something. Right. Yeah. So I understand how you guys feel because I've had to. Yeah. But you haven't had to understand how I feel. Yeah. And so I think uh, it's so hard. Like, you just have to say it, like how you're saying, like telling somebody, like, you're not helping. Just so you know, you're not helping. Yeah. Or I think something that has helped is explaining and communicating to people in your camp what their purpose is specifically in helping you with your anxiety. There are some people in your camp that are like, I just need to vent. Yeah, I don't need you to fix it. I don't need yeah. you to give me a solution. I just really need to vent. And if you want to shit on the situation along with me, that's cool too. Yeah. But I don't need a solution. There are some people that you go to that are solution oriented. Yeah. So you go to them to ask them. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what has helped with my anxiety is being able to communicate with people what their purpose is yeah. in my life without them taking offense to it. Yes. I think that's hard too. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. Some yeah. people take offense to so like, oh, so that's all I am to you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I get that. Yeah. But what, <sighs> what you believe you are for somebody else, you may be dishing out what you think is love you're supposed to be giving them. Yeah. But if they're telling you how they want to be loved or how they want to receive it and you're not listening, you're actually triggering their anxiety even more. Yeah. You know, and, and you're... Yeah. <laughs> in the mind of somebody who has anxiety if somebody is giving you love and you're recognizing that it's their love but it's not what you want you feel guilty for not wanting it yeah oh yeah and it makes it worse yeah yeah so to the person that is <laughs> constantly dishing out what they believe is helpful uh-huh. maybe you should stop yourself and just ask how can i help you like what yeah. what can, like how can i what can i do for you yeah and sometimes like you said you just be like nothing yeah. do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe that's also what's happening with certain people is they're learning boundaries. Yeah. Right? Which is very, very, very hard. It, yeah. It's oh, yeah. It's not easy, especially when you didn't have any. I had no boundaries before. Yeah, same. I was a huge people pleaser. Yeah. I just wanted everybody to be happy. Yeah. Until everybody wasn't. Yeah. Right? And that's what I'm saying like this past year was very hard and very uncomfortable for me because I was then unha- I re- had to realize I'm unhappy yeah so why is that yeah so yeah that's a long answer to you. no no I love it <laughs> I don't know it. if I answered it in any way yeah you did you did but um, yeah I, I, it's all about communication right now it's the only thing we can do yeah yeah to communicate with people we can't read people's body language if we can't be around them yeah and maybe that's where a lot of people are struggling like i think personally for me in terms of a marriage we've had to communicate more than we've ever had to yeah you know and it's definitely been a struggle i can see why some people are divorcing because they maybe have realized that the languages you guys are speaking are two different languages yeah
0: they're very different
1: and that's why I'm saying like for people that have the privilege to be at home together is to take that time and, and find some sort of counsel. If it's like physically a therapist or yeah. if it's um, an interview of a couple talking about therapy or something. Yeah. But it's just, I hope people are taking the time to realize that life is hard.
0: <laughs> yeah. No shit. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> you know? And, yeah. Yeah, life is hard. Yeah. And and maybe I'm speaking blindly because of where my level of privilege is from, which is not the highest of privilege, but I'm also not the lowest of it either. Yeah, same. So, yeah, just realizing that life is hard and it's hard for everybody in varying degrees. Yep. Yeah. And that you just have to try. That's been my like most recent thing is just try. Yeah. You're not going to be the best at it. Like how I just talked talk to you before. You're like, you look frazzled. I'm like, yeah, because I just worked out. And I right. haven't <laughs> done that in a whole year. So yeah. I was just like, just try. Try yeah. to work out. Yeah. You're not going to be the best at it. Yeah, I haven't done it for a really long time, but just try.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so that's like my theme for this 2021 is just try. Try yeah. to be understanding. Try to empathize as much as you can. Yeah. Um, if it gets too much, you can always step away from your phone. Oh, That's yeah, absolutely. While we're talking to each other, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I think I've had a lot more great communication from my support system when they're just like, do you have a minute? Yeah. You yes. know, just asking first. Yeah. Yeah. So that maybe I'm not, I'm busy today. And then I won't feel as obligated to be on my phone because I'm scared somebody's going to need me. You know? Yeah, yeah. 100%. That's what's been really bad uh, for the year. Was like this was my lifeline, right? This is the yeah. only way I can contact anybody. So I was on it twenty four seven all the time. Yeah, and just like I'd be doing something, then my phone goes off, and I'm there. Yeah. So. Yeah. We're all just. I wish I had. I I'm. I find it very interesting that Google has all of these like how to deal with blah 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 yeah and i'm like that's very hmm that's very interesting that you guys have these articles to tell us how to deal with something you're just dealing with the same the first time
0: yeah 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 yeah
2: <sighs>
0: yeah yeah i think it's it's to add on to like just you saying that people just need to communicate more i think one of the biggest things that i've learned for the past year is to ask questions hmm Um, because I have a tendency to assume a lot of things. Cause I, 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 I always thought just like you did, I know what I know. Right. Right. And then, and it's now it's like, holy fuck, I don't know anything. (laughs) Um, and I think that, that asking a lot of questions and just staying curious opened up a lot of conversations for me because it was always, you know, my response was always, Oh yeah. That, you know, some umbrella thing of, like, oh, that that must suck, or, like, that's how you feel, or whatever. And then the conversation would kind of end.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But
0: now it's, like, or I would react to it, which is probably the worst thing about me sometimes. <laughs> I'm just, like, well, that's fucking stupid, or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's just, like, now it's, like, me trying to understand why that triggered me mm-hmm. to want to say something, like, well, that's really stupid.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And instead be, like, well, I mean, why is that or like how come you think that like that like i i I don't get it Mm -hmm. to why you see it that way right um so i think that's one of the things too that i hope people kind of embrace a little bit more is to ask questions more um and Mm -hmm. just stay curious because i get it like you know communication is a huge thing but like you said during your understanding more why people are divorcing because the way that they communicate could be completely different from each other. Right. But I think that lands also on the way that you communicate. You guys aren't asking why you communicate so differently Mm -hmm. and like try not like, you don't even want to understand what's not working. Yeah. Right. So your response is, well, if we're not going to talk the same way or we're not, you know, we keep clashing heads every time we say anything to each other, well, we might as well separate. Well, no, you might, you know, someone might be hearing you a different way. Well, obviously, someone is hearing you a different way and your partner Mm -hmm. is understanding it a completely different way. And it might just be how you say things, right? Or for your partner, it's like, it really is very confusing. (laughs) When you talk so it's like yeah. it's all these things In their head right and for people who have anxiety You say one thing and I'll run With it yeah right so It's it's one of those things too like That you know Chris is like actually Really good with sometimes where it's just Like he says one thing and my reaction Is it to like be defensive Yeah and he's just like But wait hold on like why do you always Have to be so defensive about something And then I'll run through the explanation Of just like you know what? I don't know. Like I, yeah. I felt really insulted. Yeah. <laughs> like that split second you said that I felt like I failed at something yeah. and whatever. And he's just, just like, I honestly just, I just, I just wanted it in a very specific way in a really <laughs> calm way. And I'm just like, you know, I felt like you were <laughs> and like all these other emotions mm-hmm. came out of that one thing. And he's just like, I, didn't mean it like, (laughs) you know, like I, I didn't, I meant it for me and you know, you took it that way and you got super defensive and I reacted to you because you got super defensive. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's moments like that, that could save relationships where it's just like, he could have easily been like, well, fuck you. You know, you're yelling (laughs) at me for no fucking reason. And I'm like, like whatever because now my anxiety is so high but to you know to have it turn around on you and say
1: to have someone ask you the question of why are you yelling (laughs) at me yeah see that's where i like we react very similar Mm. but i'm also very quick to just make up a reason for me to be right oh okay so if kevin were to ask me it'd be very quick for me to like know exactly what to say which is a very very bad trait to have and I like try my best to not be like that yeah but I've also kind of explained to him because he he gets we're almost like a very bad combination we feed off of each other which is not good in a situation like that if if I'm hot and my anxiety is like really intense yeah he will feed off of it and he'll get frazzled and like we'll just start saying weird things and then it makes it worse so that's been something we've had to when when we finally have calmed down we'll have a conversation about it calmly yeah and that's just how we operate and that's how we move forward in the next situation that may happen so I've been able to explain to him like just don't say anything. I know you want to say something so yeah, bad. Yeah. Sure. Just just don't say anything in that moment because it makes it worse. Yeah. Um so it it's very hard. <laughs> yeah. And I have to work at it. He has to work at it. And it's it's a lot, right? Cuz it's like ego involved as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, really heavy ego that's involved and nobody wants to be told that they have an ego because there's only really one definition for ego in our society, right? It's like, you're yeah. cocky, you're arrogant, which not, isn't necessarily true. Yeah. If you have an ego, that's not really what it means, but that's like a whole different conversation, but nobody wants to be told that their ego needs to be checked. Yeah. Oh um, no. God, no. But we all need to do it every once in a while. And maybe that's what's happening during COVID too. when you know, you're having a conversation with someone and you know that they have anxiety, but they're in denial. And you're like, you need to check yourself right now because yeah, yeah. I know all of X, Y, and Z about your anxiety. And you're just pretending to be this like martyr in the situation. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it it's hard. I've also had to step back a lot from helping people. Yeah. I was very solution oriented. So when people came to me for help, I would have a solution right away instead of just letting them talk and let's talk through it. Yeah. And find a solution together yeah because like hurt people can't you can't help somebody trust me I've done it so many times yeah because then you wrongfully make them or you wrongfully resent them in the end because you're yes like, wow look at you I got to help you yeah you can't do that for me yeah like, it's so bad and you have to check yourself because that's just pure ego like yeah why do you think you should help somebody when you yourself are hurt, like you're hurt yeah yeah right Yep. Yeah. Yes. I was doing that for years like oh same you know making yeah. myself a martyr like oh, oh man, fuck I'm yeah like, I can help you yeah like come on yeah relax. oh yeah you know and yeah. that's what I'm saying this year was very uncomfortable for yeah. me <laughs>
0: Yeah, no <laughs> kidding.
1: Yeah. Wa- like watching things or hearing certain triggers, and and exactly what you're doing. Like, wh- why? Why do you feel so triggered? Yeah. It's oh not yeah. About you. It's yeah. This whole situation's not about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. COVID's been very. I've been privileged enough to go through this pandemic this way where I haven't gotten sick, my husband hasn't gotten sick, my yeah, parents same. haven't gotten sick, you know, like my my tight-knit circle has not been affected by it.
2: Yeah,
0: same.
1: Um, there definitely <sighs> has been, like, a circle outside of that to the degree that they've been close enough that have been affected by it. Right. But that's what's interesting about this time, too, and, like, the grief that we want to talk about surrounding COVID. It's, like, it really depends on... I wouldn't say the degree of separation to the pandemic, but it depends on your experience. If you had somebody who experienced COVID and they didn't die and they had flu-like symptoms, then you just believe that that's what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I have a lot of people around me that believe that that's just what it is. It's a really, really bad flu.
0: Yeah. Same.
1: And I'm just like, yes and no. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very naive to think that that's just it, that that's the answer for all of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I am. Well, and how do you feel about? So we have medical professionals, Ooh, and yeah, you know, a lot of people don't want to believe them. Yeah. So I just find it like, how do how do you? What are your thoughts and perspectives on the medical professionals that are um, our main source of information? Yeah. Like, do you take their word for it? Do you take it, like, with a grain of salt? Do you like, um, get a second, third, fourth, and fifth opinion? <laughs> like, do my own research. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, uh, I will admit in the beginning, gospel. Anything that came out of the CDC's mouth, I was, like, done. A mask yeah. on, sanitize every few seconds, you know. Anything I can do to prevent this from spreading, Mm
2: -hmm. I will do.
0: And then they started taking things back. They started, you know, second guessing themselves or, you know, oh, that doesn't work, but this works better or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, And I'm a little bit conflicted because I do have family and friends in the medical profession. Like you, Sandy's a nurse. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I have them telling me, well, you should probably listen to that or like, whatever. And I'm, I'm like, I just, I don't, I don't know anymore. I don't, I don't, I try not to do research because everyone thinks (laughs) that they're right. Yeah. Right. Like I have some people who are just like, I mean, don't even wear a mask because it doesn't do anything. Okay. Um, (laughs) Whatever it is that you want to do, just don't come near me. Uh, (laughs) But I, you know, and then I want to be cautious Mm -hmm. Because my biggest concern isn't that I'm getting sick. Right. Because for me, I'm just like, I can deal with it. I have the privilege, like you said, right? Like I know how I have to cope with that if I ever were to get it. Mm -hmm. Um, My biggest concern is being one of those people who don't care and just like cough on someone else and then they get sick and die or something.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, But I don't know like what to believe or who to believe without making it sound like I can't do anything
2: mm-hmm. as a human being
0: anymore. And then the whole idea too, I've heard so many people say like, you know, they're just taking away our freedom. I mean, <laughs> sure. Right. You know, I don't disagree mm-hmm. with the fact that their restrictions and limitations are very strict um, and kind of absurd sometimes. Cause you're just like, you know, I've brought around this giant bottle of sanitizer for over a year now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything I touch, I have to wash my hands for. Mm-hmm. But apparently, you know, when we were first sanitizing our groceries and stuff like that in the beginning, COVID, no longer apply. Yeah. So I'm just like, I, I get where some people might feel like I can't be a human being. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's kind of like, I mean, that's your definition of being a human being. Right. Right. Some people don't mind wearing masks. <laughs> like people in Asia wore masks even before yes, COVID. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So to them, this isn't weird. Yeah. It's not taking away their freedom to them. They're like, we were on it before you guys were <laughs> Kind of yeah. thing. So for me, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, try- like you said, I'm trying to take it with a grain of salt. But at the same time, like, I'm trying not to be one of those people who, like, preach what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Because I try to do what's comfortable for me right. and what keeps my, like, people safe. Yeah. Um, if you don't want to follow the same things that I am, I will vocalize that and just say, you know what, I'm not comfortable yeah. being near you. And if we were maybe outside or something, right, like, mm-hmm. I will deny being social. I just want you to understand that my comfortability is very different from yours. Right. Um, but it is hard to, to argue with people in my life who are like the extremes of everything medical is the gospel and everyone mm-hmm. who's like, it's a conspiracy and they just want to kill off people like they did with the Jews or something. And I'm mm-hmm. like,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. But it's very similar to how I feel. Like, I don't know what to believe. And, like, my latest conversation with a couple of my girlfriends, it came up, right? And um, one of them were very, um, well, much like everybody else, were very uh, critical of um, our medical, is it our medical chief officer? Or... I forgot what her name is. The the woman that always comes on the TV with the glasses and she speaks. I I forgot what her name is. But anyways. Oh yeah,
0: I, yeah, I think she is one of her. yeah, I know who you're talking about. She's yeah. the one who usually gets mad when Doug Ford isn't listening.
1: Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. She's the main one that yeah. speaks. And just like how you're explaining, like they say one thing and then they take it back. And they do this and they take it back. Yeah. It is very hard and you're not too sure if you're supposed to trust them, but to be like that optimistic person that's also like, you know, they're going through it too, right? Like, they've yeah. never experienced this. And if the ma- wearing a mask is the bare minimum, yeah. I'm going to fucking wear the mask. Right? Okay? Yeah. And like you said, I've said it to my friends before, like, you, people in China have been doing this for years. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. They also, you know, and, and to touch on freedom, I had this conversation with my sister too. So our freedom... No offense to anybody, this is not a popular opinion, but our freedom, quote unquote, whatever it is you believe our freedom is here in Canada, is what is prolonging this pandemic. Yes. The fact that the government wants to keep up this facade of freedom is the reason why they haven't been able to just shut everything down. Yeah. When you look at countries like China who had it, they literally shut their entire country down no ins no outs and while we look at their country like that is not the type of government we want to have and we're very critical of everything else they've ever done yeah they were able to control the situation so with that being said it's very hard for me to believe at this time that freedom is the one thing i'm fighting for right now yeah because what is this really yeah like like you said, freedom to you might be different. Being a human being to you might be different. For me, it's like, being free is being able to travel to Winnipeg to go see my family. And I can't do that right now. Yeah. That has It has nothing to do with a mask for me. Like I will wear a mask if I have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But for me, freedom is being able to travel. And I can't do that right now because you're exercising your form of freedom, which is not wearing a mask, which is literally yeah. the bare minimum. And that's yeah. why I was laughing during the wintertime. And I was like, oh, so everybody's wearing a scarf over their face. Isn't that a mask? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Isn't that what it is? Yeah, <laughs> just cover your face. It's the bare minimum. I understand it's a little uncomfortable. Yeah, but I have asthma. I wear a mask everywhere I go. Yeah. Um, I just I feel like it's very extreme, and I've seen things that have been very extreme, comparing the masks to slavery and all that kind of stuff. Oh wow! And I'm just like, this is a this is a reach. Playmark. Yeah, yeah. That's very much a reach. And I think that's a very harmful reach to compare this to. Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: It's It's been a very hard time because everybody has an opinion and everybody thinks their opinion is fact. Yes. And that their opinion should be out there, but not understanding that your opinion being public has effect and you need to be held accountable for an opinion that you are putting out there. Yeah. Um, and it holds so much more weight than you think it does. So with some yeah. of the conspiracy theories, I just, I'm just like, be very careful with what you're saying out there. Yeah. Because anybody will believe it. Like, oh yeah, like, drinking that, like, high, high, I don't know, whatever, those old people that were drinking that um, l- chemical that um, Trump was saying would cure it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they died. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. Just like, oh, this is so difficult. Yeah. Watching it and it's just like the bare minimum is if I don't need to go out, it's not necessary, that's fine. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's just yeah. We've been here for a year now and it's doesn't seem like it's going anywhere because I yeah. don't want to pinpoint it on anybody, but I feel like if your form of freedom is not wearing a mask, you're really taking freedom away from a lot of a lot more Other people. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: I I am curious
0: though now that you've mentioned like the medical profession. I think my my biggest worry is that um you know how like you and I and everyone else who's kind of been growing uncomfortably all this time mm-hmm. because we've had the time to do that. How do you think they've been coping because they are frontline workers and they, I mean, I hear it all the time on the news about like their mental health and suicides have gone up, but you know, I just, I worry sometimes about like, they don't get to do what we get to do as uncomfortable as growth is and like realizing our boundaries and all these other wonderful, but awful things at the same time, Mm -hmm. they have to deal with people who are sick and dying every day and then go home and not be able to be near their families and like in 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 those moments you know if i was in their shoes i wouldn't be thinking about my boundaries or like you know how i'm feeling i'd definitely be like i miss my family i hate this yeah so like how do you like what is your perspective on what they can do for themselves at this time because they can't really take the time that we've all been given to
1: understand ourselves. Yeah. I guess, I guess that's really hard. And like, I have friends that who are nurses that, and I've been talking to them. I have clients who are doctors and I've been talking to them through the whole thing. And I think it still has to do with what you want to prioritize. Yeah. You're not even going to acknowledge that you're also going through this. Yeah. Is where the problem starts yeah is if you're not going to acknowledge that even though you're a frontline worker you're being affected by this you haven't lost your job but you are a thousand percent being affected by this you yeah. are in an environment also what we saw in the very beginning you were in an environment that was not equipped to protect you yeah during this time yeah um so i've just seen a lot of my family members and friends that are in the healthcare field definitely teeter totter between being angry and then being understanding of the situation. And then I don't think I've really felt a lot of them have been able to be a little selfish. Yeah. Um, you know, I had one friend who she dropped down to part time because she said, I can't, I can't do this anymore like this is way too hard I can't see my family um I can't even focus on myself I don't have time and I think if you have the ability to do it um to take off that again that martyr cloak as a healthcare worker and understand that if you aren't healthy you can't help somebody yeah Um, that's where we see a lot of mistakes in any field um, if not the medical field, right? Where there's a very interesting um, study that they did on a lot of surgeons that you know do hard drugs just to continue maintaining yeah. Their productivity. Yeah, and it's just that, like taking off that cloak that the world is not going to collapse. Yeah, if you focus on yourself. And, you know, I I have friends who have done that pretty, I would say, pretty decently. And if they're not, they're really good at hiding it. Yeah. Um, Friends that go for hikes or they spend time with their family or, you know, they really focus their days off on doing something for themselves. Right. Right. With a variety of stores to choose from, Instacart has made grocery shopping
0: easy and safe to use. You simply go online, choose the grocery store you want, and your personal shopper will do all the heavy lifting. Instacart offers real-time updates and same-day delivery.
2: Try it today!
1: I haven't been around anybody in the medical field that, like, even on their days off, they're reading through books of medical... Whatever, Right. Or like watching the news. I think I find a lot of my friends who are in the medical field, they don't watch the news. Oh. um, Mainly because they're in it. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think maybe that's also another big form of self-care that people need to also dial down on the news. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, Agreed. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think. From what I'm personally seeing, a lot of the people I know that are in the medical field have maybe re- have realized within this year that they need to take some time for themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't, I've been fortunate enough to not be around anybody in the medical field that has gone down a dangerous road for themselves yeah. during this time.
0: Yeah, same. So
1: I think, um, and something I heard from one of my girlfriends is they have introduced a program um, uh, for counseling or therapy. It's like a twelve session program that they're doing for anybody that needs it. Oh wow! Um, yeah, and so I've been hearing. So I've like, I asked my girlfriends like, well, is there any help in the medical field? Like that's where my concern is. Is like there has to be there has to be a program for you if there's a program for me there has to be something there for you yeah but I don't think a lot of them acknowledge that it's there or take it um but I do Uh have a girlfriend who is going to um take the 12 session um, program that's in there that's been introduced um two of them actually have acknowledged that they're probably going to take advantage of it oh good to them yeah so I think that's I think anybody who is in the medical field right now cannot deny that there is this 12 session or 12 week, whatever program that is there for them. So take the resources you have um, that you're, pr- again, privileged to have. Yep,
0: absolutely.
1: Um, And take that time because much like everything else, if you are not good, then you're, like your help isn't as good as it should be. You know, like yeah. if you're not at 100 percent, then... You're not as good as you could be. Yeah. So so I hope they take that time for themselves.
0: I hope so too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So this has been a, 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 uh,
0: I mean, usually our episodes are very uh, deep, but this one felt a little bit heavier than usual. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But also not as heavy as it could have been. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. My days are hard. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, it's really hard to have a platform like this and be brutally honest. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because it is a responsibility. Yeah. Um, And for people like us who have anxiety, we know how deep that responsibility is. Oh, yeah. yeah. So to be as public with being extremely vulnerable. We're very good at like calculating how vulnerable yeah. we become. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. And there's been some slip ups I've had on my, <laughs> on my podcast where I've like cried or I've had very um, close calls to crying, but that's just me exercising how vulnerable I can be. Like you, you need to know your boundaries too, because yeah. um some people may not understand, like for people with anxiety, being vulnerable is a trigger. Yes. Um, and has to be exercised with only people that are ready to receive it.
0: A hundred fucking percent.
1: Right. Not everybody's ready to receive your vulnerability. And no. I think that's where a lot of the anxiety comes from is the distrust from the people that have not handled our vulnerability well. Yeah. So we close up and we guard up and. Yep. You know, swear to never be like that again. Yep. But, um, yeah. But. Yeah. And have to like tiptoe your way through it. Yeah. No. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that's definitely something that uh. I think, I think that's something that I hope people. Um, like us who deal with anxiety and and everything under that umbrella accept eventually in their lives is that not everyone will ever really get to that point. Mm -hmm. Um, So don't close yourself off to people who might be that person for you, because there are people out there who, you know, like for you and me, in in my life, I have very few people who are very, very accepting of how vulnerable I can be. Mm -hmm. Um, and those are the only people I talk to about mm-hmm. when I need to be that vulnerable, right? Right. And and I've slowly accepted that some of the people that I wish and hope and wanted to be those people are not. <laughs> people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, they're yeah. not.
0: No. And it and it it hurt in the moment, and it hurt for a long time afterwards. But you know, it sometimes it saves relationships and it saves friendships. And sometimes it saves family, right? Like you mm-hmm. you have to pick and choose who you can be this person with. And it it doesn't mean that they can't be a different person with you. It just means you you can't be that person with them.
1: Yeah. Very so. true. Very, very true. I think it comes with maturity and experience. Yeah. You're never gonna know out the gate like who you can trust. Yeah. Um, and who you can distract like I I've tried that before and I've been very wrong yeah <laughs> about some yeah. people where I'm just like I can't talk to you about anything and then somehow like a, a drunken situation and I open up to them and then the next day we're sober and we're talking about it again you know yeah. it's yeah it's very interesting how how the how the world works and you get to a certain point that you're like I really don't know anything
0: yeah I know, just <laughs> accept it, guys. We we all don't know anything. You
1: don't know anything and the things you do know, stick with that. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's how I've had to see it. Like there's certain things where I have really good intuition with people. Yeah. But I've always been like, Oh, you know what, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I've yeah. been pretty, pretty spot on. Yeah. And I stick yeah. with that now and I honor that. So it's yeah. a learning experience for sure.
0: Yeah. Trust your gut. Yeah. yeah. Or
1: trust your body responds to it, too.
0: I, I find that, like, mm. my gut will tell me in very, very strong ways. Mm-hmm. I'll feel cold if I don't feel safe. I'll feel really hot if I feel like this isn't a good situation, mm-hmm. you know? Or I'll feel really excited when I'm really happy and this is working out,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know? Yeah. Like, I'll want to dance kind of situation. So that's good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, listening to yourself, I think, is a big big thing that you can learn about this time yeah Uh, especially like when we were talking about the medical field and stuff like that right it's like just do what feels right for you
0: yeah
1: and what makes you feel comfortable and understand that everybody's doing what's right for them yeah however that makes them feel so i used to be very angry about these anti-maskers and i was like you know what the psychology in me is realizing that they're doing this because this is the only thing they have control over. Yeah. I get it. Do yeah. Yeah. Thing, you yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you get to that point eventually, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: so I'm hoping that uh, everyone, you know, take what you want to from this episode. <laughs> Eliza yeah. and I are doing great. <laughs> today we're doing good yeah today we're right doing now. great today yeah in this very moment maybe yeah. later I'll probably end up crying at a something. Yeah. <laughs> exactly um and I think that uh I hope everyone you know be gentle like that's what Eliza said in the very beginning of the episode you know she learned to be gentle with herself and I mm-hmm. learned to ask questions so I think there's a lot to take away from this episode that I hope you guys take away from is there anything that you want to add before we say goodbye
1: no I think we talked about a lot of things um no just trusting yourself
2: yeah like how you
1: said like you ask questions and if somebody responds in a certain way it's like okay yeah I'm not gonna ask you that question again and just yeah yeah be okay with that take it as it is
0: yeah (laughs) accept it yeah yeah Oh, well, thank you for uh, asking me to do this episode. This was uh, this was really um, it was a big relief to to be able to talk to you about this because you know you're one of those people <laughs> yeah. that I definitely go to for a lot of things. So this was yeah, nice okay. for you to be like, "How have you
1: been doing?" And I'm yeah. like,
0: "Oh my God, can we not get that started?" <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. So I mean, wish me luck on this open facilitating i'm doing for yeah going again. through it. like i don't even know what the hell i'm i don't know why i'm leading you through this but somehow we're gonna figure it out <laughs> i think
0: it'll be great yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah
1: so for anybody that's listening there will be an eventual facilitating of i guess you want to call it disenfranchised grief or covid grief yeah and just to check in with everybody and see how we're feeling because yeah. we don't know how long this is going to last but also yeah. i don't want people to forget that even if your province is going back to quote unquote normal you still went through something yeah yeah to recognize that and see how you're going to move forward with it to talk about it yeah yeah
0: yeah i'll have it on uh the go from here instagram and then Mm -hmm. your uh podcast i know everyone's already heard your podcast but plug it again
1: Oh, uh, so I have a podcast with a my co-host, Sandy. Um, it's called Naked Tongues. We um, release our episode every second Thursday. And we talk Yay! about just anything, really.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, your podcast is so good. Like, every time I listen to your episodes, I'm always like, holy fuck. Like, <laughs> there's so many things I'm just like, it's blowing my mind. It feels, you're, I love your episodes with Sandy because you guys talk as if, like, you're talking within a group, but... You know, yeah. it's just you do. So it's nice. Yeah. I know you guys should listen. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on the episode today. Yeah.
1: Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for hosting this conversation. <laughs> thank you for listening.
0: <laughs> I'll see
1: you.